good morning. I've been asked to uh, help facilitate this communion this morning, just by way of explaining for those that you may be visiting here or are not really used to what we do here, but communion is a symbolic way to show we belong to Jesus and to remember what he did for us. You know, we're forgetful people, so it's a regular remembrance and celebration of Jesus' sacrificial death. The breaking and eating of bread is to do with Christ's body being broken on the cross. The drinking from a cup is symbolic with the shedding of Christ's blood, whereby we are forgiven. In preparation for communion this morning, I've chosen three different passages, and I hope that uh, it won't be the way that I'm speaking, but the words that are being spoken that speak to your heart. And uh, perhaps in, in the same way as they spoke to my heart as I was preparing for this. First of all, I'd like to go to Psalm 103 and uh, read a psalm of praise and thanksgiving. thanksgiving and uh, we'll just try to meditate on that. And then we're going to go to the first six verses of uh, the uh, prophetic chapter of Isaiah 53 and then over to Philippians 2, verses 1 to 11. So there'll be a little bit of reading, and uh, I trust that it'll be a, a blessing to you And as, as we prepare for communion. So let's uh, read 103, Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your, mouth is, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember 
who obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And then over to Isaiah 53. Speaking many years before Jesus was on the scene, uh, prophetic words from Isaiah. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And then over to... Philippians 2, imitating Christ's humility. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship from the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the Spirit and purpose, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only at your own interests, but also at the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you um, for how these scriptures can grip our very lives. Thank you that you are a, a compassionate 
ever-loving, all-faithful God. And Lord, you love us beyond every, anything that we could ask or think. And yet, Lord, you sent your son here to uh, take on the sin that we deserved. And Lord, you bore it on a, a dirty Roman cross. And you took on our sin, Lord, and, and uh, gave it all for us that we might have life. And I, I pray, Lord, as we remember what you did for us, Lord, that uh, we would humbly come to you and cleanse our hearts and uh, as we partake together today, Lord. Bless us, I pray, and help us as we remember your awesome, awesome work on the cross. Amen. Okay, from Matthew 26, verses 26 to 28, it says, Now they were eating, and Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Let's partake together. Let's pray for the shed blood of Christ. Father, thank you for your shed blood. Words can't express this means, nor can we fully understand. But we know that the washing of blood uh, washed away all of our sin. Thank you, Lord. We can't thank you enough for what you did for us. Be with us now as we think of you and your shed blood, I pray. And continuing on with that passage, it says, He took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's partake together. Father, thank you for this remembrance. Pray, Lord, um, that our hearts uh, be stricken with this, not only this remembrance, but remembering you and all you've done for us. We give you praise and lift you up. Be with us now, Lord, as we celebrate together this baptism. Pray. Amen.
This is an exciting morning as we see three people get baptized. Unfortunately, Maria is sick this morning and so not able to go through with her baptism this morning, but uh, maybe there's a purpose in that. Uh, as some of you watch and see these get baptized. And then as they come back out of the water, it's a picture of Jesus came out and um, it lives for us today. And so in baptism, the candidate is publicly declaring his or her faith in Jesus, uh, that they believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for their sins, that he was buried, and he rose again to a new life. And uh, in a, essentially, it's a public declaration of one's faith in Jesus Christ. But secondly, uh, Paul tells us that it's a picture that's to lead to a daily reality in your life. Because just as 
Jesus died for our sins, we are to die to our sins. Live that out practically. And so daily uh, we die to our sins by saying no to them. And, uh, and then as we come out of that water, we're saying we're rising to a new life, the life that Christ has given us. And so we are committing to daily not only say no to temptations, but we're saying yes to Jesus. And we're going to live for him. And so it's a daily practical picture that uh, we're just to refer back to in our lives, and we follow this through. But there's a third one. Um, Many churches, they'll call baptism a sacrament. Uh, Today, the word sacrament has come to mean a religious ritual. But 2,000 years ago, uh, that's not what the word sacrament meant. Uh, It was actually a military term. And the sacrament was uh, the oath that a soldier swore to his commanding officer. And so under the Roman army, uh, you were placed under an officer, and you swore an oath giving your life to that officer. You would do what he tells you to do. You would even give your life for him. Your life now belongs to him. And so from then on, he would uh, live to obey and please his commanding officer. And so the early Christians, they picked up on this picture, this military oath idea, and they applied it to baptism, and they started calling it the sacrament. And so in their thinking, baptism is my oath to Jesus, that I make him my commanding officer, that from now on I live to obey and to please him. So this morning, I'm going to have the candidates come one at a time, um, As they come up here, they'll come to the podium, and uh, I'll first ask them some questions. They'll share their testimonies, then they'll sit down, and then after the three have given their testimonies, uh, we'll enter the water there. For me, uh, every baptism is a special day, uh, a special time, but uh, this is a unique one in that I get to baptize my childhood friend. And uh, David and I have been friends since we've been little guys, and often uh, your childhood friends, your friends, because you're simply put together by circumstance. And then after you're adults, you move apart. Uh, those friendships go by the wayside. But uh, for David and I, that friendship has always remained through the years. And uh, today we're still as much a friend as we were as children. And, uh, and so it's a special privilege uh, to have David uh, being baptized this morning. So if you would come forward, David, and... We'll ask you your questions first, and then your testimony. David, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was crucified, died for your sins, and that he rose again? I do. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that the Bible is the word of God, and that salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ? I do. Have you repented of your sin, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and are you committed to follow him as the scriptures teach? Absolutely. Okay, we'll ask you to share your testimony. Good morning. God is uh, kind of a humor. I pulled up this morning uh, in, uh, you know, uh, first of all, I'm a little nervous, so bear with me. Um, I pulled up this morning in anticipation of all that's going on here today, 
And what happens to me the first thing I pull up outside, I get stuck in, with my truck. <laughs> so, God is a way of humbling us. How many people here believe in the power of prayer? Can I see hands? Thank you. It's awesome. I've had a lot of people praying for me for a long time. Don and I have been friends, like he said, for a long time. He picked one way to go, and I picked another way to go through the years, kind of. But that's all part of life. And my life began in 1957, April 25th. I was born. My parents were a Christian. I was lucky that way. And... uh, Shortly after I was born, a few years after I was born, uh, we started going to a church called Avonglen. I went there for quite a few years through my youth, and uh, through that time, uh, Don and I and a couple others would go to some Bible camps in the summertime. And one of them, it doesn't even exist anymore, was Heath Bible Camp. Is there anybody here that remembers Heath Bible Camp? Yeah, we're showing our age, aren't we? It doesn't even exist anymore. But in 1967, at 10 years old, I made a commitment at that Bible camp. There was also other places we used to go for summers. Whitney Bible Lake Camp was also an awesome place to go. And uh, some of us would kind of get together every summer, and that's where we went. I should also go back to the, the Heath Bible Camp one, because um, when we were there, you were kind of roughing it in a way. We used to sleep on straw ticks, which was called a mattress now. And uh, sometimes when it rained, the roofs used to leak, so you kind of moved your mattress and your bedding, and you got baptized more ways than one. So... It it was awesome, and it's all part of the greatness of being involved in Christ's family. And I look back on that as fondness. When I turned 18 years old, I went pretty wild. Um, I I left Christ and and religion behind. I I, uh, got a motorcycle, and I still have them, things. But um, I got a motorcycle, and I moved away up to the city and uh, proceeded to be one of the more wild people up there. Um, I won't go into great detail on some of this stuff, but I did party pretty hard up there. And after a while, you know, um, you've, you get so you've had enough of that. You end up being lonely, sick, and lost. And B.B. Uh, uh, King, a great blues singer, he sings about this. He says, the thrill is gone. I don't know if you've ever heard of that song, but it's what happens when you chase the world. Uh, it's empty, in my my view. Um, I had thought that B. 
Because I'd gone to church all my life, there was something out there that I was missing. And uh, I, I paid lots of money, lots of time, and part of my life to find out that that just wasn't so. I raised my head up for a while out of that, and I found my soulmate, Marilyn. Marilyn and I have been through a lot together, and uh, through thick and thin, we have stuck it out. And it always hasn't been great, but there's moments that are awesome, like today, and I wouldn't change it for nothing. We started a family. We got married and started a family. Uh, about that time, I quit drinking. I was an angry young man. I joined up with a martial arts club on uh, the military base. There was a taekwondo club started up out there. And uh, I probably owe some of them people that I was sparring with and participating in contact with an apology because there was a few times that uh, things got pretty serious. But I was able to go there and learn how to control my anger. And for that, I, I was really grateful. I had quit drinking by then. And uh, I went around to some of the, the tournaments here in Alberta and, and elsewhere. And uh, I knew how to fight pretty good. And I come away with quite a few gold medals and silvers and bronze. I was not a guy that you wanted to mess with back then. But... I always had, deep down inside me, this little part of religion that just never let me go. <clears throat> to quit drinking is a hard thing sometimes for some people. And uh, I reached out for help, and I found it. And uh, I joined a... a, a um, organization that has spiritual uh, basis and uh, we would uh, they, they have the aspect of a higher power is acknowledged and that's where I started to get my spirituality back and ironically most of these groups meet in the basement of a church well took me a little while to finally graduate and get upstairs in the church. And here I am today. The uh, one thing that I remember about being involved in that one time is uh, some of the groups say the Lord's Prayer at the end. And our particular group did that. And we had an outside uh, person who was an atheist come in and he wanted to change our way of closing our meeting and so he put up quite a fuss about this and all of us had a, a meeting 
over this? Do we change it or not? And every one of us said absolutely not. We're not changing it. So that's where, excuse me, that's where I started to figure out I'm standing up for Christ. As sound as silly as it may sound, um, that was my beginning of coming back and uh, standing up. Now, I belong to the Red Knights Motorcycle Club. We're not a 1% motorcycle club or anything like that, nor do we adhere to anything like that. However, we have gone places where there is Hell's Angels and all kinds of groups. And one of them was at Sturgis down in uh, Dakota, South Dakota. And we were walking down the street down there, and there was this guy coming towards us, and he's got a cell phone, and he's laughing and giggling and carrying on. And he says, they're here. And I said to myself, well, who's here? I looked around, and down the street was a couple of guys on the corner, Christian bikers. They're here, he said. And he was trying to make fun of it and stuff like that. And everywhere I went down in Sturgis, there's Christian bikers. Thank God for them. Because some of the people that used to be some of these hardcore people have now come over and become Christian bikers. And they are some of the best most staunch people for Christ around. However, that day I seen how people that stand up for faith can be mocked. And if you want to stand up for your faith, it's not always going to be easy. I was one of the guys that when I was younger, I don't know as if I would have stood up for a lot. But now that I'm older and have seen a few of these things, I begin to realize that it takes a commitment to stand up for what you believe in. I was uh, given a Christian biker Bible, a New Testament, down in uh, Sturgis. And they're just handing these out to everybody. Some of them are getting thrown in the garbage and some of them are refused and I took one. So when I come home, actually I had a couple of them because I figured, well, I'll give a couple away to some of my buddies and uh, maybe they'll read them and then we can discuss it. But I think I'm probably the only one that ever read one. And uh, I started reading it. It goes along with the aspect of riding a motorcycle each day. It's got a little blurb, and then it helps you to get into the passages. And the more I read, the more I was interested, and the more I became involved in getting my spirituality back. And uh, it's been just awesome. I've read the New Testament I'm halfway through the Old Testament now and, and carrying on and looking forward to each and every day that I read. 
as a young kid growing up in the church, I figured I knew everything in the Bible. You know, you figure you've, you've got it all. I am discovering so many new things in there that every day it just wows me. So there is, is always more room to learn. When I first started coming to this church a few months ago, I was seeking. I was seeking a place to come and uh, worship. And I found that here. There's some awesome people here. They stick out your hand. When you come in the door, they even want to help you push your truck out of the snowbank. (laughs) But I said, we'll do that later. Because the wife is here and she's got a four-wheel drive, sorry. She's got a four-wheel drive and uh, we can get it out. I have been through crashes on motorcycles, upside down in cars. I had a concussion that just about killed me. Only to end up here in the church in front of you guys wanting to get baptized. Some of you know my past, some of you don't. And today is a new beginning for me. Thank God for watching and waiting for this old guy. My path now is what can I do for my God, not what can Dave do. When you are 65 years old and you have as many years behind you as I do, Don asked me, he says, "Uh, you want to give a testimony? And I said, well, what's what's involved in this? And I said, are you giving a message? And... uh, he said, well, no. He said, uh, you guys are going to give your testimony. I said, how long do we have? Because with 65 years, I got a lot of stuff I could be telling. But that's not why I'm here today. I'm so honored to be here with three, two other people who are getting baptized. I approached, well, It was kind of ironic. I'll back up a little bit. When I first come to this church, you had no minister. There was no pastor. You guys were candidating for pastors. And I'd heard Don was coming back to the countryside. And uh, first of all, that, that, that made me just tickled pink. Because we used to do everything together. From hunting to riding motorcycles at one time to doing you name it. And uh, I heard he was coming back, and I I was praying and uh, for this church to find a, a pastor, a minister. And I also wanted to get baptized. So here it is happening today. Our minister, baptism. 
What more can a person ask for in their life? And uh, for that, I have nothing more written on the next page. So I guess it's about time for me to be quiet and sit down. But I want to thank each and every one of you for coming here. Some of you who showed up today are, are old friends. And for that, I am really eternally grateful. But for the most part, I'm eternally grateful that the good Lord has kept me alive long enough to understand the steps which one needs to take and how to go about them, the support of a church and the love of a family and uh, it's just amazing. I want to thank everybody for being here. Thank you. You uh, made the decision to be baptized. I know there was a lot of people that were very excited about that decision. And so I'd like you to come forward and you'll come to the podium, please. Selena, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was crucified, died for your sins, and that he rose again? Yes, I do. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that the Bible is the Word of God? And that salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. Have you repented of your sin, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and are you committed to follow him as the scriptures teach? Absolutely. We'd like to share your testimony, please. Okay, well, first off, I, I really can't, um, so I'm a nervous, sorry. I can't top what um, just was spoken. Um, I never really, I had something written, but it's not, it's not what I wanted to say. So I'm here, I'm here for, I'm here for my Lord. I'm here to tell my Lord that I am taking this step of faith to honor him. This isn't about me. This is all about him. I, I was chosen. I am God's child. We are all God's children. If we just love and accept him. And I, I, can't, I, I can't begin to thank the many people that have helped me grow through my walk and my family and my friends that are watching through a live stream because they're in the eastern Canada. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's... Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for your time. It's also it's a special joy to see children when they're young make a, a commitment to the Lord and... Uh, Harvey, I'm so glad that you're doing this at your age. And so I'd like you to come forward.
ask you the questions first here. Harvey, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was crucified, died for your sins, and that he rose again? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that the Bible is the Word of God, and that salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you repented of your sin, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and are you committed to follow him as the scriptures teach? Okay, well, have you share your testimony? I get to do the talking here. Um, so Harvey, you guys know Harvey, people downstairs know Harvey. He is just about nine and has been asking me for quite a while to be baptized. Um, for those of you that don't know, his dad has been away. <laughs> He's coming home in a week, so he hasn't been home for six months. <laughs> and he didn't quite want to wait. He wanted to do this now because this is important to him today. So good for live streaming and all that. All is good. So Harvey wrote out um, a few things what he wanted to say. So we don't have multiple pages, but this is what we got. So in his own words, he says, I believe in God and Jesus, and I have opened my heart to Jesus. I want to be baptized because I want to open my heart to God socially. I feel scared but excited about getting to be baptized. I am looking forward to learning more about God. That's it. Well said. I'd like us just bow in prayer. I'd like to pray for these three candidates. Father, I just thank you for these steps of faith and commitment to you. Uh, what's unique here this morning is we have basically all the ages represented. And it just shows your faithfulness that from beginning to the end of life, you're there. You work in our hearts and you're faithful to us. I pray that this step as they take it this morning it would be just like an anchor point in their lives. I pray that you would just help them to walk in faithfulness to you all the days of their life. And I pray that as they take this step, that your joy would be in their hearts. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'll ask David if he'll come and join me. Jesus Christ, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
is that that's just great our prayers will continue for you for Dave for for Selena for for Harvey uh, yeah and every if anybody else is is inspired by this and, and wants to take that step please talk to Pastor Don uh, we can fill this again next week if we need to that's not a problem so so let's, let's pray together Our Father, what an awesome morning. I thank you for the faith of these three that have taken this step. It has encouraged us, it has inspired us, and uh, I think for a lot of us it brings back those memories too. So, Father, we pray for, for Dave, for Selena, for Harvey, that your fire would burn bright in them and that uh, they would grow in faith, they would grow in stature with you. Um, Father, now as we take up the offering, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for your goodness to us, how you have blessed us so completely. Um, So we give back to you. We give back with hearts that are cheerful, with hearts that, that love you and want to and want to see your kingdom grow. So we give these things in your name, and by the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I have decided.